0: Hello everyone, once again, happy Friday to all out there listening on WVAU, this is Fanatic Radio, I'm Michael Gardner, i with me, Dan Goldman, this is our last episode of the 2011 year, our holiday episode as we should say, as the finals is over officially for you Dan?
1: They are, what about you When was your last final? Actually Tuesday, so I've had some time. Really?
0: really? Yeah. yeah, mine was uh,
1: Thursday. Oh, congratulations. And so,
0: yeah, I had college writing.
1: Very nice congratulations okay. to everyone out there who's done with finals
0: yeah thank you. Uh, Yeah, for everyone that made it through so far if
1: you survived <laughs> if you're listening to us now yeah.
0: but once again uh, go to facebook.com slash fanatic radio like the page get updated content and all that phone lines are open 202-885-8700 any big plans you have for your holiday break
1: Let's see celebrating Hanukkah of course I'm actually going to uh, South Beach for New Year's Eve. Really? See, uh, I'm going to hang out with LeBron and D-Wade. That's right. Party it up. So, yeah. What about you?
0: I am going home for Dallas for five days. After Christmas, I'm going to Denver, Colorado. Head up seats see Tim Tebow. All right. Possibility of seeing the last game of the regular season with the Chiefs and the Broncos. See if Kansas City can spoil
1: Denver's hopes or... You should Tebow right when he got off the plane.
0: Right? I know, right? right, right? Denver. Yeah, we actually have more of that, something funny about that later in the show, but we'll begin today with the NBA. And this past week, looking at ESPN's website of transactions, also from NBA.com, here's just a little update for those that sort of did not follow what was going on. Nothing major on Saturday. On Sunday, the Knicks signed Mike Bibby. Resigned Jared Jeffries for all the New York fans out there. The Lakers traded Lamar Odom in a second round draft pick to the Dallas Mavericks. Very excited about that. We move on to Monday of this week. Where the Celtics? Your Celtics, Dan, got Brandon Bass from Orlando. Yep. Traded Glenn Davis and Vaughn Wafer. Also, Etwan Moore, so Vlad will no longer be playing with him. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks also signed Vince Carter during that time. Marcus Sall stayed with the Grizzlies. And also the Cavs resigned Anthony Parker, also the White Mamba, Brian Scalbrini resigned with the Bulls. Oh boy. <laughs> Kwame Brown on Tuesday still stays in the NBA.
1: Don't know how he does it.
0: <laughs> Signing a one year contract with the Golden State Warriors. The Nuggets re-signed Nene, which was rumors that he was going to... Lakers? That or Houston is what Lakers I heard. Houston, too. And so we'll continue with that as we have our first call of the day. Hello. One well, thank you for calling on Fanatic Radio. You're on the phone.
2: Hi. This is Noah Benjamin.
0: Noah Benjamin. Glad to hear from you as always. What's on your mind?
3: I I want to talk about Tequan Underwood.
0: <laughs> What's your thoughts on him?
3: You know... I understand why the Patriots don't have him. We released him, he went around the league, and then we took him back.
0: So, you don't think the Pats should keep him? I mean,
3: he's been so horrible in the last couple games. The only redeeming quality is his flat top.
0: <laughs> it is a nice haircut. I was going to say, he does have a pretty sweet say, haircut. a nice haircut, though. Your thoughts on the Patriots? Uh, since this is our last episode of the year, we won't be on for the remainder of the season. Do you think the Pats, if they make the playoffs, how well will they do?
3: You know, I don't see them running deep into the playoffs. You know, they they just don't have the defense to support them.
1: What about your Giants?
3: Oh, the Giants are going far. They're going all the way. No, I'm just kidding. They really suck.
0: Even after that win against Dallas, you still think the Giants don't do it?
3: Well, the Giants have been too inconsistent. They lose to the Eagles, who are the most foot-floppy team in America right now.
1: Do you see Michael you can't Vick starting dominant at? Dominant
3: in the NFC East. How can you be dominant in the NFL?
1: Do you see Michael Vick starting at quarterback for the Eagles next year?
3: I, uh, I don't know. I mean, if the Eagles end up drafting anybody, maybe not. But I see him staying with them for the next couple of years.
1: Robert Griffin, perhaps.
3: That would be promising.
1: <laughs> well, how would your finals go, Noah?
3: They're good. They're good. I uh I didn't get to go to class last night because I had a chem final this morning.
1: That's unfortunate.
3: I heard there was a good time. I heard there was a good showing. Did you go?
1: I was there. Yeah, I missed you.
3: Oh, I would have loved to see you. We could have chatted.
0: <laughs> any yeah. any uh, holiday plans for you, Noah?
3: Yes, yeah, the annual holiday tradition of Hanukkah is up. I'm going to be lighting the second candles of menorah. And
2: getting a little
0: swasted. Awesome. We'll have a safe uh, happy holiday for you. Hope you can tune back into the show next year. We're looking forward to your calls.
3: I will another year of Noah will definitely be, be coming.
0: Alright, perfect.
3: Thanks, Noah. Stay black.
0: I have to ask, who is who is who is the guy you said from the Patriots?
1: Something Saquon Underwood. Who is who's that? He is a wide receiver with a ridiculous flat top haircut. Really? <laughs> yeah. He he actually played quarterback for I forget what college he went to. But yeah, he's an interesting player.
0: But yeah, so we thank for Noah and anyone else who is out there listening. If they haven't, if they've gone home and are happy, safe at home, or if you're still on campus, still have those finals on Saturday. Well, that following Monday, call in two zero two eight eight five eight seven zero zero. 202-885-8700. Back to the trades. The Timberwolves on Wednesday signed J.J. Barea, so he's no longer on the Mavericks, which is funny because they have like four point guards now. It's mm-hmm. like him, Rubio,
2: right.
0: Johnny Flynn, if he's still there, and now him. The big thing, though, on Wednesday, along with Nene, Call Me Brown signing, and Richard Hamilton with the Bulls. That yeah. should be very interesting. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a minute is Chris Paul was traded by the Hornets to the Los Angeles Clippers. We'll have more of that as we have another call on the phone line. Hello, you're on Fanatic Radio. Thank you once again. You're on the phone lines.
4: Hey, what's up? Big Philly D. How? Phil? What's going on?
1: Chilling. How's your finals been?
4: It's going. I'm doing my finals as we speak.
1: Very nice. Thanks for calling. we take
4: home finals to set the, the weekend
0: off, right? As I said, what's on, what's on your mind, Phil? Uh,
4: The Marlins, man, the Marlins.
0: That is you know,
4: the Marlins are really uh, stepping their game up this year and kind of uh, threatening the Phillies, you know, prosperous NFC East dominance.
1: Yeah, I mean, they obviously had the big uh, signing with Reyes, and uh, if they keep Hanley Ramirez, then that would be a pretty lethal infield. Um, they also signed Heath Bell as their closer. And they're still trying to get a starting pitcher. So we'll see what happens with that. But they do have Josh Johnson. So. Oh, he's with Dontrell
4: from so that was a big pickup. Almost as big of a pickup as Steve Smith this year from uh, the Giants.
1: With Dontrell signing with Philly?
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Good, good luck with him.
4: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Boston's not doing too much.
1: Um... <coughs> No, there wasn't really much to do. We have a pretty full team. Uh, Obviously, we got the manager, uh, Bobby Valentine.
4: I mean, as long as you guys aren't crushing beers in the locker room, you should have a decent
0: season.
1: Yeah, we did lose Papabon, and we just traded actually Jed Lowry to Houston for um, that that good reliever. I forget his name. Melancon? I think so. Yeah, so Well, who knows? All
0: right, uh, Phil, since this is our holiday episode, what uh, first of all, any special plans for you over the break?
4: Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I'm going skiing, going back back up to the mountains, doing a little doing a little skiing, feeling okay. off nice, and then coming back to AU to take classes.
0: <laughs> Very nice. And also, what was the most memorable thing? I forgot to, have to know Noah this though. But what is the most memorable thing you have from the sports world of 2011?
4: 2011. Most. Probably the epic Philly collapses All right. between the Eagles and the Phillies. You know, coming out Phillies projected to win the World Series without a doubt, and then the Eagles becoming the dream team and being little little more than a nightmare. It's
1: fair.
0: Uh, fair enough. But Phil, we appreciate your call. Hope you can tune back into the show next year.
4: I will try. I will try. This is my this is my first time ever calling, in, so I'm just feeling
0: it out. All right, we appreciate your call, Phil. Have a happy okay, holiday no, by the no, way. Don't
4: know.
0: I said hi. Next time he calls. I uh, will
4: do. Okay.
2: Who's
0: trying? So another caller, and <clears throat> that's what we were saying about the Clippers. Here's a soundbite from an interview, a uh, press conference, with Blake Griffin. On his thoughts on picking up possibly one of the best point guards in the league on his team.
2: Uh, just the kind of player he is. Um, I mean, not just um, for passing, but he's a he's a scoring threat. Um, at the same time, you know, he's very himself, He's a pass-first point guard. And, um, you know, he really gets the team going and, and can break down a lot of people. You know, I'm not going to sit here and promise that we're going to win this amount of games or promise that we're going to go this far in the playoffs, there's, there's going to be none of that. We have a lot of work to do. That's a huge, huge commitment, um, obviously. So, I mean, that's, a, that's another giant step in the right direction, I think, as, a, as an organiza- organization. Um, but I think it says more about our organization that a player like that um, was able to come here and wanted to come here. I'm not here to compete with the Lakers, and the Lakers only. We're here to compete with everybody else as well. So, um, you know, as much as everybody wants to talk about it, talk about the Lakers and, and how you know, we're we're the other team across the town and, and all this stuff,
0: I've
5: said it before I could care less.
0: Fighting words right there from Slam Dunk champion Blake Griffin. Your thoughts on this whole trade going down, not only do they get Chris Paul, but they also get Caron Butler and Chauncey Billups in a Clippers uniform. Did you ever imagine the Clippers would make a trade or a deal this big? Well, I'll answer that after this question yeah. We will We have another caller on the line Thank you for calling in the Fanatic Radio You're on the phone line Hi, this is Mop How are you, today? How Drake? are you guys? We're good enjoying our, It's our last episode of the year So it's our holiday episode But Big Trade Talks We're talking about wow. Blake Griffin and the really region.
4: flies
1: That's right What's on your mind?
4: Well, I wanted to talk about Sandusky And McQueary
1: Yeah, what about him?
4: Well, I want to talk about how Sandowski is really, really pulling in a bizarre defense with his attorney.
1: What's his defense exactly?
4: Well, the first thing his attorney said was in a press conference that if you don't believe the, uh, if you believe the witnesses that he raped them or touched them inappropriately, call 1-800-REALITY. And 1-800-REALITY is a gay gay porno sex line.
1: Did you call it?
4: Oh, I did not call it. I read it on Barstool Sports, a very uh, well written blog that I read every day pertaining to sports and other things.
1: Credible source. So, what's your what's your opinion on it? You don't like it? You don't uh, like?
4: I think it's a little a little absurd. I think you know that it's going to go downhill very fast, and I think this lawyer's a little incompetent. I'm surprised that Sandusky, with his salary, wasn't able to. Get a Johnny Cochran To help him
2: uh,
4: Get a better Help him to get a better defense So what do you Right think now it looks like he's going to be in jail For the rest of his
0: life I was going to say what do you think is going to happen to Sandusky Last time in prison
4: Well any, any sentence above 20 years at this point Is going to be a life sentence So he's going to have a life sentence But I mean right now for him Jail probably doesn't look that bad I mean, from what he's done in the showers, she could get
1: a lot of that in jail. That is true. Uh, All right. We appreciate your opinion.
0: Appreciate it. I hope you can call in next year when we uh, go back on the air in January.
4: Okay. Thank you. I have another question. All right. Uh, What's your opinion on anal? Thanks for (laughs) the...
1: I feel
2: like we've had that call before.
1: Mops Mopsa. He calls pretty much every week.
0: That is true. All right, but continuing with the NBA, <laughs> before we have that last caller, your thoughts on the Clippers landing the blockbuster trade of so far the NBA this year?
1: Well, I kind of think the Hornets got a better deal out of this uh, because it was either keep Chris Paul for one year, then he's out, or now they have Chris Kamen, decent center, uh, Farouk Aminu, not bad and then Eric Gordon a very young star so i mean yeah the clippers want it to you know they got to fight with the lakers to have, you know get la on their side but i don't know i don't see i think it was kind of a little desperate move but they also signed Chauncey Billups and um it Caron, Caron Caron Butler? Butler. yeah so there uh, it'll be interesting to see how they all mesh together and see if they can be successful I feel like they will, because you have... They
0: won't don't they be the t- uh, one of the best four teams in the West, though, because, I mean, the Lakers, as old as they are, have so much experience on that team. The only hesit- hesitant well, thing I have is the coaching.
1: Lakers also, they're trying to get rid of Pau Gasol, so...
0: Right. Because there's, I think they're trying to get Dwight Howard, isn't it? But yeah. no, because he... They say he's still...
1: Well, it's the thing now. Yeah. Howard says the request stands, so...
0: So he still wants to leave mm-hmm. Orlando. I think it's weird though because the Clippers have not made a playoff, uh, four playoff appearances in, in over 30 years. Now just go out and get these big-time players. But of course you have a very injury-prone team. Because Blake Griffin was hurt in his first year. Cron Butler has been coming off a knee injury, That's why he didn't play in the finals last year. Chris Paul he's had a frequent, frequent knee problems. Yeah, his knee. Chauncey Billups is old. This could either be really good for them or blow up in their face.
1: Yeah, Chris came in too. He's always he's got bad knees.
0: So, back to the NBA, other big trades that went down. Jamal Crawford's going to the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. So you have him, Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, a team that... Brandon like...
1: Roy retired. Did he really? Yeah. Didn't hear about that? I did not. He's done.
0: Busy did he in finals. Of course, he he had what? What was his injury?
1: He had three and microscopic two. surgery on both his knees. So he just couldn't do it anymore.
0: Very depressing. Shout out to Michael Patashnik, A. Washington Husky.
1: Yeah. My condolences. <laughs>
0: Uh, more on the NBA. That was actually it. And Reggie, I guess Reggie Williams is the Bobcats. Nothing big on that. but So, big NBA. It actually starts uh, Christmas Day. Looking forward to the Mavs Heat matchup. In Dallas, on the other hand, they get Vince Carter. Who is it? Lamar, uh, Lamar Odom. Other essentials. Your thoughts on the NBA this year? On how it's a, is it a 66 game season?
1: Yeah, well, it kind of sucks for the older teams because it's really condensed, and uh, we'll take this caller real quick.
0: back to Dan's comments after this caller. Thank you for your call. You are on Fanatic Radio.
1: Hello, gentlemen. My name is General
4: Rosenstein.
0: How are you today, sir?
4: It's very good. I'm doing well. Uh, I I have two questions on my mind right now. Uh, Who to start in my fantasy for uh, either Mark Sanchez or Tim Tebow or, what kind of... And my other question is, the proper way to help medicate my heat rash on my leg. Well, But the first question I'd just, like to answer, I think you guys could have an expert opinion that could be quite valuable to my fantasy league.
0: I was going to say the rash is always gold
1: bond. But yeah. So I didn't Do you have an opinion for my heat rash? But uh, for your fantasy, I would... If you want to be safe, I would start Sanchez, but you know, Tebow... You never know what he's going to do, especially against the Patriots offense, which is the worst in the league. So, if you want to take a gamble, go with Tebow. And uh, I guess Sanchez, if you want to be safe.
4: Well, I'm a little bit of a confused young lesbian with this, with this week's matchups. Because there could be such a differential in points. And there's so much unknown that I am very just unsure. And that's why I wanted to ask you guys, the
0: experts.
1: Yeah, well, that's my opinion. I would say start Tebow. Yeah, he's got all the
0: momentum. He's won, won what five five games in a row. Yeah. Tim Tebow, your best bet.
4: Do you guys have uh, any opinions then on my second question, which is what kind of wipes I should use to help treat my key crash?
0: We said we recommended Gold Bond. Gold Bond Ultra.
4: Ultra. Yes. How about talks.
5: What? Tox.
0: You can always go with that, too. What's up? You say you you can always go with that. But, But once again, start Tim Tebow. And thank you again once for your call. Have a happy holiday. Make sure to call in next year as well. General, we appreciate your call anytime. Thank
4: you. And have a good holiday break, gentlemen. And stay black.
0: Well calls are flying in here. Two zero two eight eight five eight seven zero zero. You listen to Fanatic Radio on W V A U, our last uh episode of the two thousand eleven year, which we'll get to our best and worst I guess best moments of the the two thousand eleven calendar year before we preview looking forward to what's gonna happen over the break. But the NBA season you're mentioning the old teams that this is gonna hurt them.
1: Yeah, you know the schedule's really condensed and um there's a lot of back to back games and <clears throat> so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, like, Lakers, Celtics, Mavericks, how they do.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Mavericks this year, but I feel like so many new players, they don't have, we do have uh, Jason Kip, but our starting, our backup point guard. We Since we lost J.J. Abreu, I think we bring in Drew Neitzel and Roddy Bobois coming off an injury. So, coming in as a backup point guard. Who's your center? Brandon Haywood? Yeah, I guess <laughs> who has had a limited amount of experience because he's actually injured for a good majority. Losing Tyson Chandler, I think, was the biggest move because oh, the Knicks excellent. got him. Yep. So and he was one of the big reasons rebounding wise because he have Dirk Nowitzki
1: Be- defense absolutely
0: right. So I mean I'm looking forward to. It. I think the only problem is I see Lamar Odom was six man of the year last year. Jason Terry was six man of the year in 2007. So you have two six men. I don't know if you would you start Lamar Odom or not.
1: Um, Well, who started in your three spot last year? Four this, spot. Oh, Dirk's at the four.
0: Sean Marion. And is either Sean Marion or Karan Butler?
1: So Karan's spot. gone. Marion's still there, though, right? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Maybe um, Sigmund the three spot to start and see if Marion's uh, helpful off the bench, but I don't know.
0: Right. So I guess the last thing I'll we'll do to talk about the NBA is looking forward to this season. How? Who do you see as the best four teams in the league?
1: Let's see. Well, I obviously have to say the Heat and the Mavericks. Cause do you they, think
0: this is the year the Heat win the championship? No,
1: they're, I don't think so at all. <laughs> Not because I don't like them, but for other reasons too. Um, so yeah, you got to go. You got to stick with the Heat and the Mavericks, obviously, because they're defending Eastern Conference and Western Conference champions. Um, I'm going to go with the Celtics, obviously. They still got their core six players and they re-signed Marquise Daniels and and Jeff Green. And for my fourth team, hmm. I'm gonna go it on a limb here. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with the Clippers.
0: Clippers? Yeah. Okay, I agree with you with the Celtics. I think they'll be good in the East. Miami Heat as always. Uh Mavericks Mavericks for sure. My fourth team though, Oklahoma City Thunder.
1: Yeah, yeah, if, definitely. You, if you look at that, really
2: good, they were pretty
0: much returned that entire lineup from last year's Western Conference appearance team. You have Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook with more experience. Uh, mm-hmm. was it Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins, if he stays healthy, uh-huh. Cephalosha.
1: They the only person they lost was Robert Baden. I don't even also
0: Nate Robinson.
1: Oh, they have Nate Robinson. That's they right.
0: got rid of Nate Robinson. Oh, they got
1: but uh, wild card teams
0: though, I gotta say the Knicks. Even though they do lose Chauncey Billups, point guard will be sort of an issue. Does Tony Does Tony Douglas will be starting for them?
1: Tony Douglas possibly.
0: Right, I think other than point guard, you have Carmelo and Amari playing the full official year together. And then you bring in Tyson Chandler. Mm-hmm. I think the only people that is a concern of those bench players like Jared Jeffries. Bench
1: is very thin. Right now they have um, yeah, got rid of Chauncey, so you know.
0: But it should be an interesting year in the NBA. Once again, Christmas Day matchup this is the beginning of the season. Do you see uh, Kobe Bryant, the shoes he's going to wear, the new Grinches?
1: I've not seen them.
0: It's like purple and green? That's ugly. And I was on Twitter this morning, and someone from. She, this woman is head of a website that rates fashion in sports. See if we can pull it up. But the thing I want to talk about is Derek Rose, the new uh, Audi Zeros he's wearing. He is going to have the the L the L map on the sole of his shoe, and on the back heel has the L logo. So I'd be like, if only if John Wall could do that with the Metro. That'd
1: look pretty sweet. A <laughs> <laughs> little unnecessary, but
0: I know. But it should be it should be an interesting NBA uh, start. Also, I think the the All Star game's in March now because they pushed everything back.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Like that. so I'll do it for our M- our opening NBA segment we thank you guys for your calls 202-885-8700 we'll take a music break playing some solid Christmas music when we come back we will talk hockey because the Winter Classic is going on while we are on break and also the NFL so stay tuned you are listening to FNAC Radio on WVAU
5: let your heart
6: From now on, our troubles will be
2: out of sight.
5: golden days of yours. Faithful friends who are dear to us
2: gather near
5: the highest bar
1: Vistaprint.com slash Pandora Calendar to start designing your wall calendar with personal photos, icons, and text. Order today and get a special bonus offer of 50% off all Vistaprint holiday products, including holiday cards, labels, photo gifts, and more.
0: Back in uh, it was bowl time. It was college bowl season.
2: Yeah.
0: Really, the One Bowl week. The
2: commercial? Yeah,
0: no. this song was featured in it.
2: Sorry. But
0: uh, yeah, but uh, we're back here on Fanatic Radio, WVAU.org. I know,
2: dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotta play the good old uh, Christmas music. We had Paul McCartney, Frank Sinatra, good old Mariah, and then this song is. Just, just as, as, During commercial break, we just realized, since this is our last show, all these bowl games. We'll get to that in a moment as we will talk about the NFL first in a very interesting story that came about this week regarding FNAC Radio's favorite athlete, Tim
6: Tebow. A high school on Long Island, New York, has suspended four of its student athletes for one game each in whatever sport they play for Tebowing or as the world called it for two thousand years kneeling on one knee (laughs) about forty kids took part yesterday synchronizing the pose throughout the school's hallways in between classes administration says they were blocking other students from getting to class well one of those kids is joining us now here on sports center connor carroll you as i understand connor play football and baseball at riverhead high school why did you take part in this
7: Basically, I took part in this to show tribute to Tim Tebow. He's an ideal role model. He's a winner. He's a leader. He has great faith. You know, he's a perfect guy to follow after.
6: What did you think the school's reaction would be?
7: I figured that eventually they would tell us to stop, you know, but I didn't expect a suspension by any means.
6: How long were you kneeling there?
7: Well, there's four minutes in between periods. We were probably kneeling, probably 30 seconds to a minute each time.
6: What do you mean each time? You did this over and over between classes throughout the day?
7: Um, we did it once a day, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Wednesday was the last time before we got called down and uh, our suspensions
6: and were what do, uh, given to us. What do you think of the school's reaction? I think
7: it's an overreaction.
6: What did your parents say? Well,
7: they know the they know what t-bone is. They know it's a it's the new thing going around. It's it's funny, is what what the reaction is. They don't think that it should have went this far. You know, if they just tell us to stop, we stop. Suspensions aren't necessary.
6: If you could do it over again, what would you do?
7: I'd do the same thing. I I don't think we screwed up. I think they did. Is it? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. We're showing tribute to a role model. I mean, he's not a guy doing steroids or drugs or anything like that he's he's an ideal role model people should look up to him
6: if tim tebow was watching this interview on sports center what would you tell him
7: i would tell him i respect i respect him i want to be just like him a winner a leader have great faith
6: well one thing is just like him connor carroll you're here on SportsCenter. center uh thanks for joining us
1: so high school has got suspended for tebowing I bowed right after my last final, Dread right and uh, MGC.
2: I did, too. I get in
1: trouble.
0: <laughs> that is weird, though. The whole phenomenon. Of course, you did win again. Was it against the Minnesota Vikings? No. Unless Bears. Yeah, the Bears. After, even after Charles Barkley was on the show last week. Yeah. Said he wanted uh, Tebow to... He never wanted to hear Tebow again. But looking at it, the, I think the NFL regular season end when we're off the air.
1: Yes. Because I'm going to the first... Patriots playoff game, and that's during break.
0: That's so far looking good for you guys. They're 10-3. and 3. Are you surprised of how well the Patriots have done this year?
1: No, not at all. I'm surprised that their defense is so terrible. To be honest, I expected the offense, but the defense is pretty sad.
0: It's funny, because in the most recent issue of Sports Illustrated, there was an article saying like how this ragtag bunch of players could be the good thing for the Patriots. Guys like Patrick Chung. Could be good? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's unusual that these guys are doing so well.
1: Well, they're not. I mean, the defense is the worst in the league.
0: But yeah, for, uh, so the Patriots likely will clinch their division. AFC North is interesting. Both the Ravens and the Steelers are tied. So, who do you think would end up coming out of that that division?
1: Between the uh, Ravens and the Steelers, I would say Steelers.
0: Steelers. as we have another caller on the phones. You're on the phone line. Thank you for calling Fanatic Radio. What's on well, your mind?
2: Starters is your co host a little nervous about the Patriots playing the Broncos. And secondly, uh, there's a news article in the Denver Post that's now declaring that the Tebow hype has far exceeded Elway. What's your take on that? I understand you're going to Denver. Certainly, you'll be able to tell by the um, retail sales uh, that Elway is no longer the premier jersey in the sporting goods stores, but it's Tebow. Uh hope you have a good holiday. Hope you enjoy Denver and tell Dan I think he needs to be nervous. Bye-bye. For
0: so the question, Tiva T- has more hype than John Elway. That's a stretch
1: I, I think that's uh, a lot that's media driven this hype.
0: Right, as Sir Charles said.
1: And until he wins a, at least one playoff game, he can't even mention it. To,
0: to hear this one thing. The jockey was, is willing to give away, a, I think it was a million dollars of merchandise if Team Tito yeah, were you know, to win the Super Bowl. To win the Super Bowl. I, mean,
1: I don't know. I, I, don't think, think, I don't think the Broncos have it. <laughs> no offense to whoever. Yeah, as, uh,
0: as, as Brian Weinstein said last week, he said the defense.
1: If, if yeah, the can, defense is really, I mean, they're not getting any glory, but they're the ones, you know, winning these games.
0: Right. And Vaughn Miller, the first-round draft pick from Texas A&M, have been a huge thing but and Champ Bailey I think he's still there. He's mm-hmm. actually not injured so far.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, Elvis Jimmerville, who came away with the key fumble recovery as Marion Barber was stripped against the Bears. But um as of now I think in the pop culture society that we live in today you can see how Tim Tebow is more popular than John Elway. I think it's ridiculous though when you compare the two because I mean, John won, Elway
1: won Super Bowl two times
0: Super Bowl MV, Super Bowl MVP, the Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah. You can't mention Tim Tebow in the same sense with John Elway yet. I think it's good, though. I mean, I feel like the city of Denver
0: always comes away with this, because when Carmelo was getting good and the Nuggets made, I think it was the Western Conference Finals before losing. Nuggets hype was solid. Uh, The Rockies had baseball. They had Rocktober. Yep. When when Todd Helton finally got to his first World Series, evidently to get swept by the Red Sox. Sox, And now the Broncos again. If only the city of Dallas could have that, because we now have a hockey team that no one really cares about as of now, as Mike Madonna retired last year, so our face of our franchise is no longer there. We have a football team that's in complete chaos, as Hannah Storm interviewed Jerry Jones, as all of a sudden a big panic in the city of Dallas that the Cowboys are choking and not doing well. And we have an NBA team that won the finals, and now everyone's expecting them to repeat and expecting Dirk Nowitzki to do the same thing that he did last year.
1: And your baseball team.
0: And the Rangers, who have lost two consecutive World Series,
1: yeah. I mean, you guys have a solid fan base out in in uh, Dallas, and Texas area.
0: I mean, I think it's good. I mean, it's something that, like you say, it's media driven. Of course, if it's, if Tim Tebow played for any other team, it'd be the exact same. Because we've seen our yeah, the trends of hypes. As and the Lions were doing really well; and they were undefeated for quite mm-hmm. some time. And that's actually really interesting. As we we'll get to the NFC, for our staying in the AFC, the Houston Texans actually clinched a playoff spot. T- is T.J. Yates the answer? First mm-hmm. of all, I've
1: never heard of this guy. Yeah, I would say it's the answer. Uh, Schaub is their guy, but, I mean, Schaub's out, so T.J. Yates has got to step up. I think it's because of him they will not win their playoff game. Although, when
0: right. you have Andre Johnson, you can make any quarterback look good.
1: Right, and they might get a bye, right? I think so. Because you got Green Bay it- and... Oh, San Francisco, maybe? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at the NFC. I
0: say AFC, yeah. yeah so yeah, far, yeah. they they tied with the, the best record in the AFC with
1: Patriots. Well, there's four teams tied for the best record.
0: And, of course, in the West, Broncos leading the way 8-5 and five with the Tim Tebow hype. It's, of course, you, you, over the commercial break, you were listening to Tim Tebow is mic'd up.
1: Yeah, he mic'd him up for a game and uh, showed it on, I forget which channel, but it was entertaining.
0: And the NFC, the NFC East especially, with the Cowboys losing to the Giants. Now New York holds that tiebreaker at Noah Benjamin's Giants. Sorry, Noah. I think the Giants actually like win that division. Even yeah, them, I do too. Because they do play, the last game of the season is against Dallas, but it's in the Meadowlands.
1: Yeah, uh, Eagles aren't eliminated yet. Five and eight? Not eliminated yet.
0: <laughs> I could think it happened. Green Bay Packers, 13-0. and 0. Do you think they'll go undefeated for the rest of the regular season?
1: No, I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll start resting players.
0: Right, and especially they play uh, the Lions. That
1: right, yeah. I think Christmas Eve, Christmas Day game. The, game.
0: the Lions 8-5, and five, so they're trying to fight for a wild card. Atlanta Falcons with the win on Thursday Night Football, 9-5, and five, only a few games back from the New Orleans Saints, who clinched a wild card, the 10-3 and three record in the NFC South. And the San Francisco Forty ers ten and three.
1: Yeah. Tim Harbaugh crazy.
0: has chained has turned that team around.
1: Very crazy.
0: But for the NFL playoffs, what's one? I guess what's more more of a storyline if Tim Tebow makes it, or if the Packers go in undefeated.
1: Definitely Tebow. All eyes are going to be on Tebow if he makes the, when he makes the playoffs, to see how he uh, performs. If he can keep winning.
0: So it should be interesting to see the NFL. Uh, The Broncos will make the playoffs. Who would it be? The Broncos, Patriots, Texans, and then we said the Steelers.
1: Steelers and Ravens are both going to make it. So it's. So Steelers, Ravens, Patriots, Houston, Denver. Denver. Six teams, right? Yeah.
0: So who would the other wild card be?
1: Oh, I think it's. Fighting between the Jets and um
0: Raiders, isn't it?
1: Eh, yeah, a little bit. I, th- I know Jets are fighting with someone for, for that last spot. Because um obviously Denver. Does Denver have uh have that locked up that division?
0: Uh no, they're actually a game ahead of Oakland. Oakland's seven oh, and okay, six, okay. Denver's eight and five. Oh
1: alright, yeah. So Oh. Oh no, that's NFC. Yeah, the Tennessee 7-6, and six, Oakland 7-6. Yeah, Tennessee
0: and came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, Jets are 8-5. Tennessee's 7-6. That came out of nowhere, too. And so then your question, of, do you think Indianapolis will go 0-16, a la the Detroit Tigers, I mean Detroit uh, <laughs> Lions? Uh, yeah, I think
0: native. so. Because it's actually interesting for that, as everyone was saying that Andrew Luck was going to go to the Colts. Right. But now you have Robert Griffin winning the Heisman, and you have a whole a really interesting quarterback class. Uh, Case Keenan, the guy from Houston; Kellen Moore, the guy from Boise State; Matt Barkley, if he decides to go or not stay for his senior year.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's the guy who just um, went eligible for the draft after his junior year? See a quarterback? Yeah, he's the ranked number two quarterback behind Andrew Luck. I don't know, but he'll be be high up there, too. It's a great quarterback class.
0: I was going to say, which actually segues into our college football, it is now bowl time as the first bowl games, the New Mexico Bowl, the Idaho Potato Bowl, I'm not making up when I say that, and the New Orleans Bowl, set to kick off this Saturday. So looking forward to bowl season. Major bowls to look out for. For me, it's... The Make it a Las Vegas Bowl as 6 and 6 Arizona State takes on 11 and 1 Boise State. Don't know why Boise State is in that bowl game. Another one is also the Alamo Bowl where Baylor plays Michael Potashnik's Washington Huskies.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Baylor's 9 and 3. I feel like they should be in a better bowl game. But the one in my two in my opinion to watch out for, the Outback Bowl, Michigan State Georgia. Both teams lost in their conference championships respectively. But a very impressive of how Georgia was able to sort of fight back through the SEC and actually make it to the championship game. And Michigan State, a team that upset Michigan Wisconsin, fall into Wisconsin in the championship game. But a very impressive, impressive team. And another non-BCS bowl game is the Ticket City Bowl, which is Houston against Penn State. We have Penn State mm-hmm. stumbling to the finish after a very interesting year for college football in their case against a very high-powered Houston team that was shut down against Southern Miss in the last game of the season. But before I B- talk about BCS games, are there any other bowl games you're looking forward to? Yeah,
1: Oregon-Wisconsin. Oregon, Oregon Wisconsin. That's going to be a good game in the Rose Bowl.
0: I feel like that's the exact matchup of last year. Yeah. because Wisconsin there, and Oregon plays very similar offense to TCU.
1: Right, and uh, Stanford-Oklahoma State and the Fiesta Bowl.
0: Did you feel that Oklahoma State was robbed? No. Of the BCS title game?
1: I don't. I mean... The BCS is just a mess, the way it's done. But, no, I think Alabama deserved it, even though they lost against LSU. But
0: it's actually interesting. There's no New Year's Day bowl games. Cause I think that's on a Sunday this year, so the NFL will pretty much
1: oh, right, yeah. take
0: over that. But the January 2nd bowl games, the Outback Bowl, as I mentioned, Capital One Bowl, South Carolina against Nebraska, should be an interesting game. The Gator Bowl, Ohio State and Florida. We have the future of Ohio State of old Florida coach Urban Meyer with Ohio State next year against a Florida team that is losing Charlie Weiss as he is going to coach don't remember don't remember who it is he's going to be the head coach though which is very upsetting because I wanted him on in Florida I actually predicted Florida to be very good this year they were 6-6 six and six. they were terrible they went through three quarterbacks this year tons of injuries not the best year for the Gators maybe they need some T-Bow magic <laughs> they do. I guess John Brantley isn't the answer and of course, the Rose Bowl, Wisconsin, and Oklahoma State Stanford, the Fiesta Bowl. It's pretty much January 2nd is the one day that fans should be watching out for. It's right after exciting NFL games on New Year's Day. It's sort of like a second New Year's Day mm-hmm. in a way. That's good college football. All-State Sugar Bowl should be interesting. Don't know how Michigan actually got into that game, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: As they take on Virginia Tech, who's actually in, who started off the year well, it was pretty poorly, lost three games early in the season. Two games. That's right, two games. Well, that's two in a row, though. Yeah. But they were able to come back. I seems like they're always that team that comes back and wins the ACC. Yeah. Feeding a very good Clemson team who's actually also in a BCS Bowl game. The most uninteresting bowl, the Discover Orange Bowl, West Virginia Clemson. And speaking of that, the Big East next year, do you have know that SMU-Houston, I think it's, Central Florida and Boise State joining the Big East. Really? I think SMU, UCF, Houston, and I forgot the other team, though. They're joining for both basketball and football. Boise State's just going to be a football.
1: And, which, like, none of them being really in the East. Which is a like mess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that should be interesting. And Cotton Bowl, which is still, I guess, lobbying for a BCS game. as Arkansas, K-State. good for the fans in Dallas. A lot of people, a lot of alumni from Arkansas. And of course, the national championship game. A rematch of the 9-6 bowl of LSU, uh, Alabama. With as many days as they get a day off, do you think Alabama will get revenge in the rematch and win?
1: I'm taking Alabama. I think Richardson will really, uh, really dictate that game and how he plays. And I think they'll get it done.
0: I agree with you. I feel like not that LSU's defense is weak, because their defense is, is solid. Yeah, it's just the game against Oregon. They LSU does a good job of tiring teams out. On the Alabama side, like you mentioned, there's t- Trent Richardson. Very solid defense. The Alabama and LSU pretty much swept the uh, AP All-American teams of this year. So the defensive line is very good, which could slow down LSU with Jordan Jefferson. I feel like LSU will win because. A very good defense. Tyron Matthew, and I don't remember his teammate, but the they're the first teammates to be first team All-Americans on the same team, both from LSU. But then you also have it playing in the Louisiana Superdome right. in New Orleans, which is only a few miles away from Baton Rouge. So I feel like it'll be a home field advantage, chance for LSU to shine on the national stage as they've had already this year. They've actually LSU has actually beat As many teams play in these BCS Bowl games, they beat Oregon, who's in the Rose Bowl. They beat West Virginia, who's in the Orange Bowl. And they beat Arkansas, who's in the Cotton Bowl, which isn't really a BCS Bowl game. But nevertheless. And they beat Alabama. So they, and Les Miles is coach of the year, which is funny because you're coach of the year and yet players get in trouble for stealing cars and smoking synthetic marijuana. I don't understand how that works out, but I feel like LSU will win. It'll be a close game too, because many people are picturing it be just like it was the first it will be I'm saying it's going to be like 13 to 10 I agree something like that and quickly before I take a, our final commercial break college basketball Andy Katz's blog is saying big matchups this week he's saying Baylor BYU I don't understand why BYU is actually 8 and 2 and no idea who's on that team there's no more Jim or Fredette so who knows So Perry Jones the 3rd is definitely a player to watch out for to Duncanville High School because they played against him in high school. Really? Guy from Baylor. Very good. 6'11", runs the floor and has a vertical unlike any other. Another game, Texas A&M, Florida. This is sort of a trap game in college basketball because you have a Florida team returning everyone except uh, Chandler, or, yeah, Chandler Parsons. I think is what his name is. Parson Chandler. <laughs> Guy who played us last year, but Kenny Boynton, uh, Patrick Young, they all return. I think it was a Florida team that could possibly give Kentucky a run for their money in the SEC. And Texas A&M, Chris Milton's coming off that injury, so it would be interesting to see how he responds in that game. Also, Memphis, Louisville. Louisville, I think, is number three in the country, four in the country. They've actually
1: yeah, they're surprising.
0: snuck up to the uh, the top ten. And Memphis, who has sort of been up and down. But a very solid team. It's in Louisville, though. I think Louisville will win. But also, Arizona-Gonzaga. Gonzaga Gonzaga did lose to Michigan State. They've lost to Michigan State and Illinois. They're sort of on a downward slide. But this is a good way to get back on track with a potential team that could be winning the uh, Pac-12 is Arizona. Because I'm very impressed with that Duke-Washington game. Washington could be a team that could ultimately win that conference.
1: They got killed, though.
0: (laughs) Well, they did and they didn't. That, because Duke almost gave, almost lost the game, missing so many free throws, and after watching that game, I'm very concerned that my uh Duke Blue Devils will not win the national championship just because they're very iffy. But also, did you see the uh, Cincinnati Xavier game? The, I
1: do not. The oh, the fighting! Yes, I did. Two that two hollow
0: was saying they got a bunch of uh, bunch of gangsters in the locker room. Mm-hmm. If only Americans could uh, adapt that style. They actually play a very important game this Saturday at 12 p.m. For those of you that are still on campus, make your way down to the Verizon Center as we take on the Georgetown. number are they seventeenth ranked 17, still? Seventeenth yeah. ranked Georgetown Hoyas, who are averaging eighty forty seventh in the country of scoring points. I think they average a little over seventy five a game against an American university team that is two hundredth in the country scoring. Uh, Charles Hinkle is still fifth in the country in points a game.
1: Yeah.
0: So of course, he only had 10 points, and he lost to St. Francis.
1: Mm-hmm. heard about that. Not
0: so, nice. and of course, Georgetown's defense. I'd like to see us. I'll be very impressed if we hang with them till halftime. It's usually in games go like that, the little team hangs around. That's what we did against Florida last year, and then Florida opened up the second half on a 11-0 run, and they kept that double-digit cushion ever since. But it should be interesting because we could be watching a potential Sweet 16 team in the making. So that will do it for our college segments. Best of luck to the Eagles. Also the women's team for picking up a solid win at Troy. They actually have three home games for those that are either staying in the DC area over the break. I think it's the twenty first, the twenty eighth, and the thirtieth. And then Patriot League play opens up while we are gone. When do you get back from Christmas break?
1: Uh probably the seventeenth.
0: Yeah, I think it's I get back the thirteenth. But we're missing the start of a conference play which we can quickly do that before we take our final break. Uh, C.J. McCollum is someone you should watch out for in the Patriot League. He's the re- returning leading scorer, averaged 22 points a game, because, of course, Jimmer Ferdette and I don't know who else was up there last year, but they gradu- oh, most of the pl- oh, Derek Williams, most of them graduated. So he is the returning leading scorer, the returning uh, leading scorer out of all sophomores in the country. And they're looking very impressive. I saw them on ESPN, two when they took on Saint John's. They, very, they lost close, but them and Lafayette, the team that beat us in double overtime last year in the Patriot League tournament, can shoot the three like no other, which is something that Americans' defense has a very tough time defending. As we almost lost to Hampton, where uh, Dominique Pelham is another guy, a potentially a good NBA player. He's I think he's six eight, can shoot the three. Nice hops, dunked over Simon McCormick off of an alley-oop. So those are two teams that you should watch out for. And obviously defending champ Bucknell, Mike Muscala Jr. They return player of the year and defensive player of the year. So, But of course we have Charles Hinkle, who never would have guessed is someone that would step up and be the fifth-leading scorer in the country. Mm-hmm. And Troy Brewer is saying that he has a turf toe that is continually hurting. But the more I think the more he plays on it, the more it gets better. Kind of
1: you more on.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that was it for our college segment. When we come back, we will talk about the NHL as the Winter Classic goes on. While we are gone, and yeah, the second, reaching the second half, close to the second half of the NHL season. Also, a little news on our friend Mr. Barry Bonds. Didn't think we mentioned that name on sports uh, <laughs> on Fanatic Radio. But once again, listen to Fanatic Radio here on WVAU as we return with more sports. Stay tuned.
2: To the fun Now the jingle hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock, jingle bell time and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell Square. We're happy,
5: You better not cry, you better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows that. Good for goodness sake Oh, you better watch out You better not cry You better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town With little tin horns and little toy drums Rooty-too-too, rummy tum tums Santa Claus is coming to town and curly head dolls that toddle and the pool Elephants, boats, and kitty cars too Santa Claus is coming to town The kids and girl and boiling Will have a jubilee They're gonna build a toilet town All around the Christmas tree oh, You better watch out
3: the Penguins,
5: and the Sabres.
2: Score! Penguins win!
5: And it is underway at Wrigley Field in Chicago. This is quite a spectacle in one of America's largest cities. Fabulous Fenway Park. You've never looked better. It's the Boston Bruins and the Philadelphia Flyers in the NHL's Winter Classic.
2: So the stage has been set, and what a stage it is, the NHL's Winter Classic at Hines Field in Pittsburgh.
0: back to thematic Radio here on WVAU. In the background, you're listening to the trailer, the official promotion promo for the 2012 Winter Classics between the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Rangers playing Citizens Bank Ballpark. Yep. Is that where it is? That's Sonatic Radio here on WVAU. Dan Golden with Michael Gardner. Excited for that. Uh, that's going to be also be on the second. So... Of course, big news for that, though. Chris Ponger will not be playing in it. As we talked about last week with uh, Zach Drescher, we mentioned that concussions were sort of a big thing going around in hockey.
1: And Claude Giroux as well.
0: Yeah, three, and little did we four. know that an all-star is out for the season with mm-hmm. similar injuries that Sidney Crosby had last year. How did this ultimately affect the win well, a Classic? Also for the Flyers for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, it's a big blow to them. Their captain is out for the season. And the leading point scorer in the NHL is also out indefinitely in in a, um, what's his name, Claude Drew. So, and I actually saw it on, did you watch it on 24-7?
0: I watched some of it, yeah. Yeah, it's watched really
1: cool. It. So, I actually saw the concussion happen like after, in the locker room and stuff.
0: I like how uh, HBO does that. It's, yeah. really, it's really cool how they, it's awesome. they that last year with Sidney Crosby mm-hmm. against, Alexander Ovechkin. Also, do you know a guy named Mike Milbury? Yeah. Okay, apparently they said he was charged with assault after an incident at a peewee hockey game.
1: Yep. He, uh, he was a Bruins defenseman for quite a long time, and was known for his very, for his big mouth, and uh, he got very hot and heavy. So. All
0: right, and that, and last thing for hockey. Apparently this is trending. Patrick Kane's shootout goal... We will have a quick sound bite. This was from Wednesday against the Minnesota Wild.
2: Could end it here. He's done it eight times before. My goodness. That's it. Final on
4: the four. My goodness.
0: So what he basically does. He skates all the way down to about where the faceoff circles are, and literally comes to a crawl, probably as fast as ice skate, mm-hmm. and does some nice moves. Did you? I mean, after watching that, your thoughts on that?
1: That yeah, was crazy. I mean, not not an ordinary um, shootout move. Well, apparently, worked.
0: against the Minnesota Wild, rumors are like one of the hottest teams in hockey right now.
1: Yeah, they got the most points in hockey.
0: Do you think that will continue for the second part of
1: no, here? I do not. All right, but uh, I guess for the NHL, what are some big things you're looking forward to? the NHL, looking forward to uh, seeing Tyler Sagan play some more. Um, seeing if the Flyers can hold up. Obviously, the Winter Class, I can't wait for that. And yeah, it's going to be a good playoff scenario.
0: And our final thing we'll talk about is good old Barry Bonds, home run. All-time home run hitter, asterisk by it, as he is not going to jail, He is, although he is sentenced to 30 days house arrest, two years probation, and 250 hours of community service. This was just in today. So Barry Bonds survives jail time after his obstruction to justice, appearing from a grand jury eight years ago. Guy's such a mess, isn't
1: he?
2: Yeah, sucks for him.
0: All right, and for the last thing for the show... This is our last episode of the two thousand and ten or two thousand eleven year. Uh go. right, but one thing before you leave, Dan uh what are your sort of I guess if not five, three things that you liked from this two thousand eleven year?
1: Well I would say number three has to be Rob Gronkowski season that he's having.
0: Yeah, he's the leads league in touchdowns
1: set the record for tight end touchdowns in a season, breaking all sort of records, uh, fastest player to ever, or no, after two seasons has the most touchdowns behind Randy Moss for the first two seasons. Um, Number two, I would say the lockout agreement that they ultimately came up with, just being able to have the NBA season happen was probably my number two. My number one... Would be the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley Cup for the first time since ni- 1972
0: three. All right, my quick my, my, for my three. Uh, well, number one for me is the Dallas Mavericks winning the NBA title, seeing that city completely uh, rally around, and of course the entire country of the uh, Cavs for Mavs, everyone against LeBron James, that whole saga, how that uh, turned out. Gee, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it could be a toss-up between anything. I mean, the Rangers making the World Series was a good thing, again, but uh, I guess Nelson Cruz passing Reggie Jackson for the most home runs in the postseason. I think that's a record that will stand for the Rangers. And my number w- uh another number one. I don't know. I'll go. appeal I'll to all the NASCAR fans out there. It was uh, the 2011 chase this year. Tony Stewart winning, or not winning a single time during the regular season. Winning five times, winning the very last race of the regular season, and ultimately winning the title. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, Jeff Gordon can win next year. That's my w- one wish for the 2012 year. Looking forward. Also, hoping, new, hoping uh, they have a new year, no limits. Unless Pastrana jumped the car or uh, Ryan McGowan hit the motorbike, they didn't have anything last year because they couldn't. Because Red Bull didn't foot the bill. Hopefully, they have one this year. That's one thing. That, ironically, my dad and I watch every single year, wondering who are these guys. And what are they doing trying to jump? Hopefully someone can jump over the, uh, pull over evil Knievel and jump over the, what's that, Caesar Fountain or whatever. But that will do it for our final episode here of the 2011 year of our holiday episode. Thank everyone at WVAU for giving us the studio during finals week, for letting us do this. Don't forget AU plays Georgetown tomorrow, 12 p.m. in the Verizon Center. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all holidays that go out. Happy Boxing Day to Taylor Morgan, our brother's roommate, and also shout-out to Landon Donovan for playing with Everton. That's going to be my one Christmas present I'm going to get myself is limited edition Landon Donovan Everton jersey. So hope we'll talk about, make our New Year's resolutions when we come back in January. But for Dan Goldman, I'm Michael Gardner. This has been Fanatic Radio on WVAU. Have a happy holiday, everyone. So long.
2: Hi.